0: Biden is getting worse. Bar lights up the Dems again. Not fat, but curvy? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I know I've been gone for a couple of days, and I've had a life-changing event that I'm still dealing with. Um, Just kind of... Little bit down and out. Uh, it may, it's going to be for the best in the long run, but it's just lots of decisions, lots of uncertainty, and I'm a little stressed out. So I, I decided okay, I've got this problem. I'm dealing with this problem. And one of the things I think is going to be fine for me is if I just do what I like to do and maybe. I'll learn something about what I like and what I need and things like that. I don't want to go too much into it. But let's just say I'm gonna have a lot more time in the near future. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm sure that was probably a little I just probably gave that away. But it whatever. Um okay, just for fun. We gotta have some fun here. Because okay, never mind. I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna start to serve this up to you. Just listen. Good
1: afternoon everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work as a joke.
0: You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's great to be here and uh... There's your next president of the United States if people don't get their heads out of their asses. Joe Biden, again, didn't know where he was, then tried to say, oh, no, that's a place that I used to work. I was just joking. Oh, my God, this guy is so bad. If Trump needs to force a debate here, Trump absolutely needs to force a debate. Because once Trump gets Biden on the on the pulpit, it'll be over. There's just no way. And Trump even needs to tell Biden during one of these debates is, I don't want to debate you. I need to debate your vice president because that's the person who's going to be running the presidency, the running the country a month after he takes the oath. It's just so... I This guy, it's so funny. And I mean, everyone seems to forget. I mean, he's got gaffes. There's no... They, You've got to question Biden, and, and Biden's leading right now, and I think it's reliable. Biden could actually win this presidency right now. I think it's a 50-50 shot now. I don't think it will be come November. I think things are going to happen. COVID is going down. Everything's uh, leveling off. Um, President Trump is doing his daily speeches. Uh, you've got the riots being handled by the federal uh, officers. So I, I don't think this is going to be exactly everything Biden for, for the next. I think I still think that um, I think it's a 60-40 chance that Trump wins again. And I think he needs to win. I think this is one of the bigger elections. But I it's just it's God, Trump's got to sit there and debate this guy. And it's disgusting that, I mean, we've forgotten all of his racial comments that he's made. You know, remember Barack Obama? He's smart. He's clean because black men aren't clean. Or you can't walk into a uh, 7-Eleven without someone having an accent and all that stuff. That's Biden has said that. Maybe I'll replay something. And... Now he's completely just dead to the world. I mean, he actually, at William Byrd's, I, th- I think his name's William, um, Byrd's funeral. He was saying how he was the best friend. Um, Byrd was a grand dragon for the KKK. I don't necessarily think a lot of his stuff. I Then we got to remember his sexual harassment and a sexual assault claim. And by the way, just to let you in on something, I don't believe the sexual assault claim. I I, I really don't. I think this broad is nuts. So I don't believe the sexual assault claim. But the fact is, we've seen the sexual harassment on television. It's not something he can avoid. And sexual assault? Trump had an affair with a hooker slash stripper. That was consensual. And look at the crap that came from that. But meanwhile, a woman is actually accusing Biden. And it is a a—it's a valid accusation. I just don't think it's true. But it, there's no questions. And this guy has been hiding for the last four or five months. So I, I'm not exactly sure about... Biden I think Biden's going to have to debate Trump. I know they would like to hide Biden for the next, you know, 198 days, but it's not going to work. He's going to have to debate. And Trump is eventually with the coronavirus actually lowering um Trump's probably going to go out in August, September and his supporters are going to join him. Not to mention, we could be looking at an October surprise. We'll talk about William Barr in a second, but we could be looking at an October surprise where the John Durham report is going to come out about the illegal activities of the FBI and Barack Obama. We don't know. There always seems to be something like that. Of course, it'll be screwed up and people will say well that's just trump doing yeah there's always been an october surprise for republicans and i I'd, I'd like to see i'd like to see a big october surprise for the democrats but so far we will talk about this later but it seems that um uh he's probably picked his vice presidential candidate and we've found this out in really a weird way And I think it's a big mistake, (laughs) but we're going to see. We're going to see. Okay, so we had a big waste of time in Congress this week. Well, actually, a couple of them. I'll talk about the other one tomorrow, and I really don't think anything of that one. But it's a big way. There seems to be a push by Democrats to impeach um, Attorney General William Barr, which, why not? I mean, they've tried impeaching Trump. That didn't work out. So let's let's try this now. Um, why they want to impeach him? Frickin' no clue. Just because he's Donald Trump's... He's a Republic, Republican. I'd say it was because he was like Donald Trump, but he's fought with Donald Trump. So I can't even say that. But I I think the idea is the Democrats like to play darts. They have five darts and they got a board and each dart is a reason why someone needs to be canceled and they throw those darts. And the reason that gets closest to the bullseye wins, which is an analogy for support for the public because the bullseye is support of the public and then they go for that reason. I mean, at one point, it was Donald Trump with uh, Russia. That never worked out. Um, then, you know, he didn't get impeached for Russia. He got impeached for Ukraine, and no one talks about that. I, Adam Schiff is still talking about Russia. You Listen, he's doing that because Ukraine was such a bust. Now it's racism. you can't really say sexism or anything. and it, it just gets weird. But to continue the analogy, they keep throwing these darts and they use these hearings to do it. Now, William Barr does once a year, he does something like a State of the Justice Department thing, and he's questioned by the judiciary, the um, House Judiciary. And the House, it was that time of the year, and he decided to go in. Um, and there were some topics that, again, the Democrats were just throwing, they were just throwing darts. It didn't work out real well for him. In matter of fact, I thought Barr came out looking absolutely, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely great. So what I want to do is I want to talk about some of the heavy issues that, um, um, that uh, bar brought up, and that the Congress brought up, and then I just want to show you some of the phenomenal moments because they they were they were good. So the first thing is John Lewis. Okay, Representative John Lewis has been a congressman for twenty-seven years, which should have never happened. And John Lewis was honestly one of the. I think it's the Big Six, where he was one of the guys that stood with. Uh, Martin Luther King, he actually got his head busted open one day because uh, on, on the march to Selma by the police. So he's a good guy. I have no problem with John Lewis. He, John Lewis, great man, suffered through the civil rights Mo- movement, knows what Jim Crow is, was a member of Congress, and was apparently really liked by everybody around him, including, um, including Republicans. So this was a pretty popular guy. But this is a pandering moment for the Democrats. They need to pander, especially the black congressman. This was bringing emotion into something that should only have been reason. The Dems want to impeach Barr. This should have been an exercise of reason to reason out their impeachment, but they don't have any. They don't have any reason to impeach Barr. So let's go for a motion, and it just shows you the Dems just are not should not be taken serious. Barr in his opening statement mention John Lewis in an honorable way. And John Lewis was just, his funeral was today. He was kept in state this week. So, I mean, this is a thing, right? Um, Representative Cedric Richmond did not appreciate that Barr used Lewis in his opening statement. Richmond said, quote, you started your testimony with eloquent words about the life and legacy of John Lewis fighting systemic racism. When you, and he called it systemic, systematic. I, I don't know how he would pronounce it. It's pronounced systemic. But anyway, when you all came here and brought your top staff, you brought no blacks. That, sir, is, system, is systemic racism. I tried to pronounce it like he did, but I can't do it. That is exactly what John Lewis spent his life fighting. And so, I would suggest that actions speak louder than words. And you should really keep the name of the Honorable John Lewis out of the Justice Department's mouth. Okay, first off, bullshit. I, I just got to call it what it is. It's bullshit. And do you know who would have been the first person to say that that statement is bullshit? Bullshit would have been John Lewis. Though John Lewis is kind of a progressive, he's he's more of a... He is a classical liberal with real progressive leanings. He's, his best friend in Congress was a conservative on his own committee. And I have actually watched... I can't... Know, I don't know his name. I tried to look for it, but I just didn't want to waste time. Um... He actually defended him when a member of his own party started tearing into this conservative. So, this guy, full of shit right off the bat, John Lewis would have never handled any of that. I have seen it. I have seen it. Okay, um, systemic racism. We're going to talk about systemic racism in a few minutes because Barr said there is no systemic racism. Get over it. He said this. So, John Lewis and systemic... Maybe John Lewis believed in systemic racism. I believe he probably did. But that has nothing to do with systemic racism. And last but not least, Barr's not a racist. It doesn't really matter. Barr's not a racist. And whether... Barr decided, okay, I'm going to bring a bunch of my lawyers in here with me. And I'm pretty sure Barr didn't say, okay, I need three black lawyers. Barr didn't do that. What kind of stupid thing is that? Well, because he doesn't have any black lawyers in his court. Does that mean the justice... Do you think Barr actually sat back and said to myself, I'd want this guy, but he's black, so I'm not going to allow him in. I'm pretty sure that's probably not a thing. I'm pretty sure Barr doesn't care. I'm pretty sure Barr is like Trump and like every other Republican. They they just want the best person. But no, he he, he brought that out. And last but not least, because I said this, you know something? They did this with Mitch McConnell on Wednesday. Uh, was it Wednesday? Maybe it was Tuesday. I don't know. The days are running together. But when Mitch McConnell had very nice words to say about John at John Lewis's wake in the Capitol building, they said, well, he shouldn't, he has no right, you know, probably because he's a racist and whatever. I hate that. William Barr, and by the way, even he admits it, your eloquent words about the life and legacy of John. So they were right. Bill Barr did say the right thing about John Lewis. You just think he's a racist. He shouldn't say it. I think that's crap. And I think one of the things you fight this stuff is by saying things that you shouldn't say. Barr should have talked about Lewis because Barr's not a racist. 99% of Republicans aren't racist. Really, we're not. And we should be able to say something. And when we have a fucking Democrat that's got to sit there and say, you're not allowed to talk. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to talk about it get over it, deal with it, and that's what Barr absolutely said. Um, The big argument, one of the biggest arguments was about law and order, and the fact that it seems like Democrats don't want law and order. And I got news for you, Um, Barr was really on the attack here when it came to law and order. the federal government sent marshals to cities, all those cities, uh, cities that have had riots, and all of those cities happen to be DEM controlled. DEMs claim that it is a violation of the Constitution, which is complete crap because the federal buildings are under control of the federal government, so the federal government should be controlling the federal buildings and arresting people who are damaging those federal buildings. So it's not a violation of the Constitution. Um, and by the way, it seems kind of rich that Dems would say anything about the Constitution. They've been just pissing on the Constitution for, I don't know, 10, 20 years, uh, whatever. Republicans say that Trump and the DOJ are doing are, are doing is not only illegal, but is part of their jobs. They should be doing what they're doing. It's not illegal, which is correct. Barr made it very clear. Uh, what he thought pretty much right in the beginning listen i now recognize uh mr chabot
1: mr attorney general would it be accurate to say that it's this administration's responsibility and of course you're part of the administration to see that federal laws are upheld and that the federal property uh is secure and safe and protected is that correct That's right, Congressman. There are sort of distinct missions. One mission is to enforce federal law. And by the way, the federal government is the sovereign of the United States. We have two sovereigns here. Uh, in the United States, and we enforce the federal law all over the country. Every square foot of the country, we enforce federal law. The other is protecting federal property, and specifically U.S. courthouses, which are the heart of federal property in all 93 jurisdictions in the United States. And we have the obligation to, to, to protect federal courts, and the U.S. Marshals specifically have been given that obligation. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court. If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble.
0: Thank you, General. And and as far as here's something that's really trippy about what he just said Uh, the Democrats never said they were against the violence, it's just a really dumb argument the president shouldn't be taking control of these cities. He's got to take control of these cities. They're attacking federal governments. Now, If, if uh, personally, I really like CHOP or CHAZ or whatever it was. I thought it was great. Let it go. Let, let, let the local government sit back. And the local government has tried, the mayor of uh, Seattle, has tried to blame Trump for CHAZ. And the reality of the matter is it didn't work out for her very well. The governor said he didn't even know it existed. It's stupid. So, you know, I'm sorry. If it's a federal property, yeah, he should be, they should be going out and protecting those places. But, hey, Democrats like the chaos. They do like the chaos. They love the chaos because the chaos will basically is the chaos is supposed to bully the people who may not be 100% for Trump to bully those people into voting for Biden or his vice presidential candidate because the reality is she is going to be running the country in like three months after Biden becomes president. So that it is. There it is. Okay. The other problem they brought up is demonizing the police. Um, of course police are bad but Barr had answers to those questions uh, Barr said quote unfortunately some have chosen to respond to George Floyd's death in a far less productive way by demonizing the police promoting slogans like a cab all cops are bastards and making grossly irresponsible proposals to defund the police the demonization of of police, is not only unfair and inconsistent with the principle that all people should be treated as individuals, but gravely injurious to our inner city communities. There is no harder job in America today than being a police officer. He also said something really bad. He said there is no systemic racism. When one congresswoman started lecturing him about systemic racism, Barr said, There wasn't any. And when she continued and said there was systemic racism, Barr said, where is it? Of course, she refused to answer the question because the reality is there is no systemic racism. Systemic racism does not exist. If you're a racist police officer and you take your your stuff out on a black person, you're going to jail. We've We've seen it with... Uh, in Minneapolis, we have seen it in, um, right now we're seeing it in Georgia, which is completely unjustified. But we're seeing it. And so, Bart would have none of the institutional racism. He just doesn't believe there is institutional racism. Then, the next thing we had was Orange Man Bad, as usual. Donald Trump, orange man, bad, bad, orange man, bad Trump, orange man. Just terrible human being. Of course, everything Barr did while he's been the attorney general has been to bend the knee to Trump. Laws enforced and other policies were to appease Trump and be a photo op for Trump's reelection. They had a conversation about this that lasted about ten minutes. Didn't work out. There was a policy that they implemented last, I think it was October, that was exactly what it is today. And basically, they were going to send federal agents to high crime cities like Baltimore and Chicago. They dropped that because of COVID-19, and he said, "Well, we we brought it back up. You may have heard about it. It's a legend. Uh, it's a legend." A policy. Now they are going out, the cops, the federal agents are going out to high crime areas and dealing with it. And they said, well, you just did this because of a photo op for Trump implementing another policy. And Barr said, well, I mean, we couldn't implement the policy back in October because when January came around, COVID-19 was an issue and so we made some changes and we implemented another policy, same sort of policy, but not really, uh, called the Legend Policy. And by the way, the Legend Policy has to do with a kid named Legend who was killed by crime. They tried to brain Roger Stone... Oh, well, let me go back to that last one. This isn't a photo op. This is stuff that has to happen. He has to... Prote- The president is going to get blamed for everything. He's going to get blamed for everything. But one of the things he shouldn't get blamed for is not trying. And I think that when you deal with Baltimore, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis, all these places run by Democrats, by the way, are looking like disaster areas. They're looking like fourth world countries. The president should try to do something, and he is, and he shouldn't be condemned for it. He should be thanked for it. He's not a totalitarian because he believes in law and order. And and by the way, I think Biden believes in law and order, even though he can't say it straight out because the left will destroy him. But I believe That law and order, the president needs, if people aren't going to do things, and if citizens of the United States, by the way, are under threat, businesses are under threat, Trump should do something. They tried to blame Roger Stone's commutation of his sentence on Barr. Barr, they asked Barr, are you going to investigate? No, why would he investigate it? Why would I investigate this? It's a commutation. It's a pardon. And they asked him, well, why did you go from nine years to seven years? And Barr just said, it wasn't fair. The guy's 69 years old. You're going to give the guy nine years? You're going to let him out when he's 80? No, it's not right. And no other prisoner, no other convicted felon with the same crime got that kind of, of time. And of course, they wouldn't let him answer. And by the way, the President Trump can pardon or commute anybody he wants. He doesn't have to ask the DOJ. And if the President does pardon or commute, that doesn't mean the DOJ has to investigate the President. The President Trump has commuted 37 people in his three years. Or pardoned 37 people in his three years. Bill Clinton in his eight years commuted or pardoned 450 people. He is not the leader in commutations or pardons. It's stupid. Then they talked about General Michael Flynn because General Michael Flynn was supported by Trump. Here's the problem. Trump fired Michael Flynn based on bad allegations by the FBI. The FBI said he lied Except the two guys that interviewed Michael Flynn said, well, he didn't lie. Then they said, well, Michael Flynn pled guilty. Michael Flynn pled guilty because the FBI and the DOJ, Obama's DOJ, threatened his child. And it was only after Trump took over that he said, you know something, I'm going to fight this. I'm not serving the rest of my life in prison. This is a guy who is a decorated war hero. And he's being convicted on something stupid that the FBI agents themselves, not the leadership, not Comey, or Strzok, or Page, not the leadership. But the FBI agents said, well, he didn't really lie. The stormtroopers were in preparation for Trump's loss in November. I heard this crap. So basically, the belief in the Democrats is that... um, Trump is going to, is going to if he loses the election, or when, according to the Democrats, and I put that in air quotes, when Trump loses the election, um, he's going to use these same federal agents to keep him in power. Declare martial law and all of this crap. Um, it's crap. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Trump's, if Trump loses the election in November, he'll be out in January, period. And when they asked Barr, well, what's going to happen when Trump doesn't want to leave the White House? What did Barr say? He said, I'll just quit. Which is the answer. And by the way, Trump, as much as everyone calls him a fascist, what has he done that's been fascist or socialist? And by the way, fascists and socialists, they are of the same family. What has Trump done that has violated this Constitution? They keep saying Trump keeps violating the Constitution. So it's, it's a load of crap. They, they were going after, this was all about Trump. It's always about Trump. But William Barr destroyed all these people. Here's the thing. He is a lawyer and he is a good one. He is a lawyer when he was in the government. He was a lawyer in the private sector and he was great when he was there. The Congress people are all lawyers. But they suck at being lawyers. That's why they became politicians. The first cut is delicious. This is from Representative Jamie Raskin, who's a Democrat from Maryland. He's a really creepy looking guy. Really greasy. I mean, he's just, ugh. Look him up. He's just, ugh, disgusting. Um, He asked Barr about his response to the federal action on the incident at Saint John's Episcopal, Episcopal Church in Washington DC. That's we'll talk about that in a little second. Listen
1: to the effect of the St. John's Episcopal Church would have been over. No, that was on Sunday. On Sunday night, I believe. I okay. Are I you aware him. that the rector of the church, that the Episcopal Archbishop of Washington and the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church nationally, along with the Catholic bishop of the Archdiocese of Washington, all denounced this police assault on the civil rights and civil liberties of the people? Did they do that before or after the fire was put out? Well, all that... All that... I- <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, just the whole thing. Was that before or after the fire was bad. And then Raskin was like, yeah, yeah, that's the point. It's just you guys, frick, come on. You're sitting back and trying to say that the pastors of the church were okay with them burning the fire, burning the church down. And by the way, that church... Every president has attended that church in history of the United States. That church has been around for a couple hundred years. And those BLM and Antifa assholes tried to burn it down. Raskin never mentioned that in the question. And then when Barr sat back and brought it up, oops, he had no answer. I learned a new term. I'm reclaiming my time. It is an official way of saying shut the fuck up. If the Dems cannot deal with Barr's questions, just lecture. I was—I believe it was Grabian that released this little montage of everyone sitting back and telling Barr that they want to reclaim their time. And here's the thing. The reclaiming the time thing has absolutely nothing to do with shut the F up. I want to talk. Okay. So let, let, let's listen to reclaim my time.
1: Isn't that correct? No, no, what is correct is that, well, or, or, correct. what is correct that on February 10th, Monday, no, no, I gave instructions no, no. as to reclaiming what the... Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming yeah, I'm answering your question. So you gotta uh, let him re- answer. Reclaiming my time. On February 10th. No, sir. On February I, I'm 10th, reclam- I directed... Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time. And I know you don't want to answer... You are wrong, Mr. Trungeon. No, no, so that was, he's found the investigation that found had been no initiated evi- properly. He said he found Reclaiming
0: no my time
1: without political bias. He said he and found in April, evidence.
0: Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my
1: time without, without any remedy I'm reclaiming my time. When, when people resist Please. law enforcement, they're not peaceful. Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect gentleman does not have the time I don't want the time I just want I want the Attorney General to be able to have enough time to respond to accusations and questions ask him and you guys not cut him off what you want is irrelevant Uh, do you have anything you want to say in response to the speeches that have been given by the other side and, and then you've been cut off yeah well let's on Lafayette on Lafayette the gentleman's time is expired Tell me the name of the cases. I don't have the name of the cases. Where, where, where Al- were Atlanta. Carolina and uh, Alabama? You have a chance to comment after your testimony is done here today. That it is not a self-defining term, as they You've only rec- got two minutes, sir. That they recognized, Mr. Barr. If I yeah, but answer. this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard. Well, let me, and I'm going to get there.
0: The Democrats had nothing. They honestly have nothing, and and that's the whole thing. So they can't. They cannot do anything. They looked really badness in, in this hearing. They looked really, really, really bad. And I, I don't know what people need to see. This is all about these hearings, which are crap hearings. We're going to talk about another one a little later. The the hearing they had with the uh, big tech giants, which was just as worse than this one. These people just. Want to grandstand, and they'll ask questions, make them look bad. And then, then, I for example, Nadler said it to when um, Jordan sat back and said, "You gotta let him answer the question. He wants to answer. It, it It's irrelevant what you want. I it, that's the point of this whole thing. They want to grandstand. They want to put the seeds of question. Right? That's what they're trying to do." They're trying to put the seeds of question into the testimony and then leave. Unfortunately, Barr can answer all those seeds of of questions, but they won't let him do it. It's really kind of sick. It's really kind of sick, and it's a lie. Democrats are lying. The last montage I want to hear is a montage where William Barr plays a Scottish backpipe at some police function. I think it was in Chicago or Washington, D.C. And mixed in are some of the awesome moments of his testimony. And then we're going to go on to the last story of the day. It's really something. Listen to this one.
1: that the rector of the church, that the Episcopal Archbishop of Washington and the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church nationally along with the Catholic bishop of the Archdiocese of Washington all denounced this police assault on the civil rights and civil liberties of the people? Did they do that before or after the fire was put? So how can you sit here and tell us why should I investigate the president of the United States if you're not even aware of the facts concerning the president okay. using the pardon or commutation power to swap the silence of a witness? Because we we require uh, you know a reliable predicate before we open a criminal investigation, and Mr. Barry Flynn. Yeah, but this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard. Well, I, I waited 45. We're an hour for you this morning. I haven't are, had lunch. I'd like to take a five a, minute break, Mr. Attorney General. We're we are almost finished. We're we're, we're going to be finished in a, in a few minutes. Otherwise, uh, you can we can certainly take a break, but um, you're real cloudy. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <I>, yeah, <laughs> after, <laughs> yes, after this, if you still want, well, we'll have a break. No. But in fact, you have no evidence that foreign countries can successfully sway our elections with counterfeit ballots, do you? No, I don't, but I have common okay. sense. Body right here would rise up if they decided to go tonight and paint the Capitol building? This body, I'm not sure.
0: William Barr is the most awesome attorney general I think I've seen. I can't remember the best attorney general. He is just awesome. He has no fear. And he's got a fuck you attitude because he doesn't need to do this. Okay, impeach me. So what? I retire. I'm a millionaire. It doesn't make any difference. He's doing this because he's doing this for the country. And I want to point out something in that whole little montage. Jerry Nadler. William Barr asked for a five minute bathroom break. And Jerry Nadler said no. We're almost done. And he said, listen, Jerry Nadler was supposedly in a car accident, so he was an hour late. And Barr pointed that out. You were an hour late. Can I pee? Essentially is what he said. And Nadler was going to refuse him. These are the power hungry piece of shit mongers these people are. Okay, so I'm really far over. So I need to get into my last story. And I'm skipping a story, which is okay. Uh, you can read it on my website at www.com. And it's about Sports Illustrated, which is suddenly become a political magazine, which is why no one actually listens, reads it anymore. Now, Sports Illustrated decided to go woke, and they've hired... The curviest model ever for their swimsuit issue this year. Why is this woke? Because I guess round is a curve. She's pretty fat. Hunter McGrady is 5'11 and weighs about 220 pounds. And she will be featured in Sports Illustrated. McGrady said of the opportunity, I have been so excited to shoot I have been so excited for this shoot to be released. This trip was life changing, and was so special to experience with the most special team. Sports Illustrated has given me so much and created so many incredible opportunities for me, which is okay. Double, uh, and I will forever be grateful. That's great. That's absolutely great. And by the way, I I, I think she's pretty. Heather McGrady, she's pretty. Hunter McGrady, excuse me. She's pretty. And okay, good for her. But when she was asked about modeling while being her size, she said, I think a lot of people think that plus-size models are able to eat whatever they want. They don't work out. They just sit at home and lounge around. That is absolutely not the case. I work out with my trainer. I train daily. People for so long have equated a larger size to be unhealthy. The truth of the matter is that I'm more healthy now than I've ever been in my life. It's a stigma that needs to change. Okay, good for her. Good for her. She's not really she's not really the issue here. Here's the issues with normalizing these quote curvy end quote women. Round women, because round has lots of curves. Round, last I checked, is all curve. Diabetes, heart disease, stroke, high LDL cholesterol, high blood pressure, hypertension, body pain, knees, hips, and back, sleep apnea and breathing problems, mental illness such as clinical depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders, osteoporosis, osteoarthritis and many forms of cancer. Now, McGrady sounds like she's an active woman. She sounds like she's trying to be healthy. Good for her. She's just heavy because that's her body type. That's great. I have no problem with that. And I, I respect her for it. I think it's great. Has nothing to do with attraction or unattraction or whatever. That's fine. And she's good looking. I mean, she's a good looking woman. She's blonde. I'm not into blondes. I like brunettes, but whatever. But a lot of these heavy people who scream about being proud to be fat do not take care of themselves. I could name maybe 20 of them if I wanted to look it up. They're fat. They're proud and we need to find them attractive because they're fat. Now I'm not talking about Heather McGrady here or um, what's her name? It's not Heather. It's Hunter. I'm not, I'm not talking about her, but I'm saying this is something that's deep to my heart because I've actually had to lose weight because I've gotten fat, I've gotten lazy and I got sick and I've been told by doctors you need to lose weight. And I've worked to lose weight and things like that. But just because you're comfortable in your skin doesn't mean that's the way you should be. Hunter McGrady has nothing to do with this. There's this broad who's a singer and she's horribly fat and she does not take care of her. I'll give Hunter McGrady something. She looks like she's solid, she just looks like she's heavy. She's a big woman. She's 5'11". She weighs 220 and she looks like she's got some fat in her. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't have fat on her because she actually is fat because she she sits around and eats bonbons all day. She looks like she's heavy because she's got a problem and she goes to a trainer and she tries to do what she can do and she's probably healthier than me right now. But... We have to stop glamorizing just badness. This is unhealthy. This is science. I keep hearing from liberals how conservatives always reject science. And yet it seems like science has already said that, you know, I don't know, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, LDL, cholesterol, high blood pressure, hypertension, body pain, sleep apnea, mental illness, osteoarthritis, and many forms of cancer is science. It's been proven. I think it's just not good. I think it's disgusting. And I think we need to, the social justice warriors, I think they need to start learning a little bit of science. Learn A book. I say that all the time because maybe they'll learn something. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Run Fool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and uh, YouTube. Uh, You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and I've got a ton of freaking videos, audios, and links that you can actually read. Plus, an extra story that I actually skipped tonight because I didn't have the time. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.